come to you, or how, how, how for you would you say, you know, you can, you can persevere, especially when, when things aren't necessarily going the way you personally want it? Oh boy. I am, I've said this before several times on the podcast. I'm, I'm very frank with God and I said it in the previous episode about literally saying to God, I believe, but help my unbelief. I'm very, when I'm weak, I just tell God, like, I do not know what to do. I cannot physically do this. You're going to have to intervene. I'm very frank. I, that's all I can say because (laughs) in this life, the amount of situations I have seen and I've been in where I know, like, I can write a book about literally situations, but one thing that has always remained is, is looking back and um, looking at the stones. I say stones because when um, I, I can't, there's a script, the scripture of when I think it's the Israelites they crossed the river, and God told them, "Do you know what? I don't even want to quote the scripture wrong, so I'm not even." But anyway, what I what I do is I look back on on every situation where I've I've felt at my lowest, and God has has come through every situation where I've asked God to heal, I've asked God to provide, and He's provided, and that's the only thing that keeps me going and that's not to say every single time I pray for something I get an answer or every single time I I ask God to come through that I I get what I want because that's that's not what's happened but Mm. the only thing I can do is to look back at the situations where I know I have been down and out and God has come through Mm. and if and if he never does another thing for me again I know he has done enough because you know because of the things and situations I've been through and I know that his goodness doesn't change because he's come through for me already. If he yeah, never comes yeah. through for me again, I look back, he's done it once. Yeah. And that's enough for me. I think that and I'm also just naturally quite not pessimistic, but I'm I, I'm naturally quite practical. So yeah. like I said, he's done it. If he doesn't do it again, he's done it. It was enough. It it, it doesn't change. That's that's literally all I do. Yeah, I love cool. that. You know what? That, let me tell you what's so powerful about what you just said. I think that sometimes we miss this. And this is when I'm talking when I'm when I'm talking about the just living by faith, I mean this kind of situation. What you were just saying is that, you know, there's moments and you know you're praying, maybe it doesn't come the way you wanted it or it doesn't come at all. And you're just kind of like, you know what, God, I thank you because you're amazing. But can we just notice the moments when it doesn't come, how he still keeps you? Mm. Like we, 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 we glance over that and we, we don't, um, we don't give that the, the, the focus that it needs because even when the situation doesn't turn out the way we want it or the way we expect it, Mm -hmm. the fact that God keeps us even in that transition Mm -hmm. and we don't move from that, that's faith. That's like, I'm, a, I'm, 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 you know, take a licking and keep on ticking. Yeah. That he keeps me in those in-between parts, mm. the in-betweens of the highs. You know, he keeps me in the valley moments. Yeah. And the, this is this is what I'm saying. When I'm talking about faith, this is why I always, I, I feel like we have to get it across to people. Faith is not wrapped up in a thing. Mm. Mm. And we have to make sure we get that understanding. It is our confidence, our trust, our persuasion, like Eman said, in God. And so whether it's the valley, whether it's the, the mountaintop, whether it's in between, he keeps you in every moment. And and when you're able to when you're able to understand that part, I feel like 
I feel like we'll have more believers that stand longer mm. because our, our faith isn't based in mm. a thing that is temporal, a thing that fleets, a thing that can come and go. And let me say this. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make it light because some things are deep. Sometimes it's healing. Sometimes it's a loved one. And we feel like, oh my goodness, that never came to pass. And we then say, my faith is shaky. My faith is wavering. Um, but then my, my thing is, what did you do after that? What happened after that? Like, even when you think about Jesus in the boat mm. and he says to them, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah. I don't feel like he was talking to them about the elements. I believe he was talking to them about, do they believe who God is? Like you've seen him. Mm. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Like, do you believe in who he is and what he's told you? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you spitting. It's good you touched upon that actually, because when Oro was speaking, I was, I was literally thinking about, um, how we do pray and there's a lot of prayers that we render that do go unanswered um even on sunday and i was sitting in church and the pastor was preaching and i was really really thinking about how several prayers i've prayed and none of them got answered i remember having several job interviews and i was praying you know praying praying got a new interview and they just weren't getting answered and mm. it's, it's so easy in them sort of situations to just think like why what's happening like what am i doing wrong um, why am I in this position? Like God, everything I'm praying for is amazing. I'm not praying for bad things. Like I'm praying <laughs> for positive things. Like God, why why are you not providing? You're Jehovah Jireh. Why are you not providing? Um, or, or you're you're praying for healing and you ain't receiving that healing. It's like, but God, you're Jehovah Rapha. Why? Where's the healing? I mean, it's it's so easy to obviously get in that position where where you're questioning. So it's good you you mentioned that, right? Because I was even going to ask, like, how how do we in that position when we're asking for for positive things, we're asking for things you know, that the scripture promises us and we're just getting no answers. Um, um, Ema, speak on that. You know, if I, I'm just, if I'm being honest, I, I, I don't have, I don't have much to say because um, I, I, I don't want to preach. I'm really sober because, you know, a lot of what has been said today is, is, uh, is speaking to me um, because I just, you know, everyone has shared their story. And I think about the last, you know, nearly two years, I just think how God has, you know, brought me to a place where I've had to re revisit my faith. Mm -hmm. And I think of so many times where I've, bro, I've wept before the Lord. I've shouted at God. I have, whatever it is, I've been angry with God not prayed for a couple of days, not open my Bible for a couple of days because it's kind of like we're wrestling this one out. It's kind of like the Jacob moment. I'm not letting go until you do something like I'm not, I'm genuinely not letting go God because I've come this far, <laughs> but you're going to have to drag me along and I'm, I'm going to have to fight you to do this loosely speaking. And so when it when it comes to it, I, I I don't really think I can say anything beyond be be open and honest before God. Like don't don't. It's kind of like what I said before in the in the last episode. Let us move away from this formulaic Christianity. Like, oh, if you're feeling low, if you if you want to stop, if you're if you haven't spoken to God in a long time. Have a set playlist by Bethel. 
then after start speaking in tongues then after just start prayers of thanksgiving then ask for prayers of supplication then the next one come to god with your petitions and we're just make it like guys like it's so rhythmic like you know what you know what's interesting jesus said he's like don't be like the pharisees they're, they're like whitewashed tombs they pray the same prayers over and over again and i feel like us as believers we have to come to a place where we stop this formulaic christianity where we we think god is a slot machine if you put your pound in then you know you'll get a certain amount out or whatever that's not the case with god god wants a genuine relationship with his children like he wants to know your heart he wants to know your cry like if you read the book of psalms this is why i this is why i love david so much i know a lot of people that he's a worshiper he's a worshiper he's a worshiper guys i love david yes i respect him because he was a worshiper i love david because he encapsulates so much of what i've gone through in my life where i've cried out unto the lord i've cried out and said lord save me lord deliver me and he's done it and he's done it over again. And you see the thing about David is that like every one, two, three chapters saying the same thing. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. Bro, sometimes you're like, bro, how many times does the Lord need to deliver? Bro, it's like every single day. And I've, I believe like that there's so many people are like, I'm going from pillar to post of problems, of issues, X, Y, and Z. First, go to God in honesty. And I want to say this, and, and some people, I don't know if you've heard it before, but there's nothing that you can say to God that will shock him. Not that part. <laughs> even if you said to, even if you said to him god i'm walking away listen <laughs> you can do effing and jeffing to god guys listen it's not gonna it's not gonna keep him moving it's not gonna change his heart towards you guys i'm guys i'm being very honest with you there is nothing you can say to god that would make him scared frightened or angry towards right. you that he would stop speaking to you right right so we've we've just come to a place where we have these wrong perceptions of god based on our personal relationships with maybe our our, our earthly fathers or people this in our lives this thing that that have that would do it if you said i don't want to talk to you anymore and they stop talking to you well god doesn't do the same thing mm. And it's in those moments. That's why I love what Sis said earlier. It's good that Simon Peter walked away. Because yeah. then it's those words that Jesus spoke to him that would remind him that actually I've gone into the future and I know where I want. <laughs> I know what would have happened. I know what happened in the future. And so I've already gone there. And that's why I prayed for you. So from the future, Jesus has prayed for him that his faith would not fail him. And then now in that midst of turbulence where Pete, Simon Peter the Bible describes that he weeps when he realized what he's done. And then he gets restored. And it's in those moments where, like um, the psalmist says, he leads me beside the still waters. He, restore, he restores my soul. And in those moments of darkness, like if you say God is a healer, bro, doesn't someone need to be sick before God is, uh, becomes the healer, Abby? Am I lying? If God is the provider, surely someone needs to be broke. Yeah. Mm, come on. if god is the restorer that means there's something that is broken that actually needs to be restored and the bible says he's near the brokenhearted mm. so there's a misconception a, a lot of people believe that god is the furthest away from you when you're bro brokenhearted that's actually wrong 
he's closer to you than you actually realize. And that's why my encouragement for you today is one, be open and honest with, with God. And then two, be open and honest to what he has to give to you. Be open and on, uh, be open enough to receive what he's got for you because he will speak to you, yep. but he's going to minister to you from the place that you're at, not where you would like to be, but mm-hmm. from where you're at. So you can go step by step. And I love the fact that all of us on here, like right now, we all have a testimony. Like Gabs and Gabs and Ore, you guys have the, the, the physical scenarios. Sis has the uh, real life family, everything. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Me, I have the my personal life just going from pillar to post. God, what on earth is going on in my life? We all have a story here. But the consistent thing is that in our moments of of or, or that some would describe, some would describe the dark night of your soul. He came and he met us there. And it's in those moments of our encounters that he strengthened us in our faith. That yes, even even if he didn't, we still encountered him. And Mm. we grew to love him more than we did before. Mm. Before you were going through, you know, your physical stuff, like you did it, you probably valued God, but not to the value that you have after. You've mm. gone through that situation. That's why I love what he did for. That's why I love the the, the encounter that Jacob had with with God. Because it's after a, that, bro, your name's not Jacob anymore. It's right. Israel now. Right. You're the father of nations. And so it's in those deep, dark moments where we encounter God. He changes our life. He changes our perspective. And that's what strengthens us. So that we can go to people who have gone through other things. And that's why when the Bible says, mourn with those who mourn, when you've mourned yourself, you will know how to mourn for other people. Mm-hmm. When you've wept yourself and you've wept tears that nobody else has seen, when other people have got, you will weep tears. You won't just go, ah, everything happens for a reason, bro. God is with you. And just give us the cliche, right. Christianese nonsense. Right. When you go through, when you go through stuff, oh, bro, you lost a family member. I'm, I don't even have any words to say to you. I, I'm, I'm here for you, bro. You're weeping with them because you yourself, you've lost a loved one and you know what it feels like. You know it's not time for preaching and sermons. Guys, I cannot lie to you. Some of the most healing moments that I've had in the past few years that ha- have come from me, people just being able to be with me mm. and listen hmm. while I'm going, whilst I'm going through the most. Hmm. Because I cannot lie to you guys. A lot of what people say when you're going through dark times, you already know. Me that preach, I preach these scriptures. So when you're telling me this, I'm not trying to hear that. I'm, I'm just being honest, guys. And I, I'm sorry. I know I've gone over a bit. But I'm just, I, I can't lie. When you're telling me script, I know, it's not that I don't know the scriptures. It's that there's a word that I need for myself now that goes beyond the cliche scripture throwouts that we do. And guys, this is not to say that don't try and encourage people or what I'm not saying is, you know, if you've not been through it and you can't speak to something, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when you go through things yourself, you will learn grace. You will learn sympathy. You will learn faith. It's like a fast track. 
Like it's a fast track in the school of, of, of spiritual maturity. You will learn it in such a different way and it will be so beneficial for you. So my, my exhortation, my guys, man, this, I can't lie, man. This is one of the realest episodes we've had, man. I love Bro, it. man. This is crazy, it, man. Because this is the thing. Like, I love what you just said, because I think when we think about that, um, that's and this is why i say we have to be careful how we express what faith is because i feel like when we compartmentalize it we miss the beauty of it the beauty of being able to sit with someone like you were saying iman and just be there and not realizing that you being there is god strengthening your your friend's faith you just sitting there with them and allowing holy spirit to either give you a word or just say just be there Mm-hmm. It's strengthening their faith in him that I'm not alone. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, God sees me. You know, mm-hmm. I think about, um, what's the girl name? Um, what the girl name? Um, Sarah, what's Sarah's, uh, handmade name? What her name? Hagar. Hagar. Hagar? Yeah. Yeah. I think about Hagar when she went through her issue mm-hmm. and she sat underneath the tree yeah, and the yeah. angel came and that day, it was, she named it Jehovah El Roy, meaning mm. God sees me, the God that sees me. Mm. And I think sometimes what we do with this thing called faith is we, uh, we, we, we tarnish it with, you know, just, yeah, go, 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 go. Like you were saying, but sometimes our faith is strengthened when we just know that God sees us, mm. that it, 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 it may not, it may not change and it may not become what we want it to be, but. I'm not by myself. He sees me. He's he sent my my brother just to be like, yo, I got your back. Let's mm. go and get let's let's go and let's go and grab a a two two Nando's on me and and just mm. be together. Okay. It, it strengthens you, and and that's why you know for me, this topic is so it's so tender because like you guys said, we have we have experienced one of the worst moments for many of us, um, and faith has been shaken. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's because, <sighs> unfortunately, we didn't do a good job in mm-hmm. teaching what faith really was. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it got shaken because it wasn't built on the strongest foundation, that's and good. that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when we're having these conversations, they need to be more for Like this needs to go far and wide so that people can see, understand, and know that yeah, God will bless you, and yeah, there'll be moments that things are amazing and great, but in the moments when they're not, and you can't explain it, and mm. you can't Bible it away, you can't yeah. pray it away, you can't praise it away. Mm-hmm. Does your faith still stand? It's mm. powerful. Man. This is really, really good. Really? This, is really good. <laughs> this is really, really good. I want to pivot just a little bit. I mean, we're still talking about faith, but I want to pivot just a little bit. I want to ask, what does the healing process look like um, when we are going through what we're going through and it's hard to kind of have faith in these moments? But what does that healing process look like? Just for, for anybody who might be going through it right now, who might be struggling, might be finding it difficult, holding on to faith, what does the, the healing process look like? See, and okay, see, I'm look, and this is why, that's why sometimes I'm looking at God like, are you really calling me to speak and do stuff? Because I'm a different kind of Christian. 
Yeah, she is. <laughs> Calm down now, bro. That was a bit too strong. <laughs> yeah, we just have to keep it rolling. You know, um, the he and this is the point. The healing for me looks different for everybody. Yep. Um, and and I don't formalize it. Like me and Eman are, we are literally the same person. Like we are done with formulas. Um, <laughs> I, I I feel like the healing process for me, and let me just say, in different spaces and different aspects, was different every time. When I was dealing with what was going on with my daughter, and when I say, guys, I I cried a cry that I don't think I've ever cried before in my life. Like I thought, like what in the world? is happening and for three days I was I felt like I was in mourning like I felt like my I just I just I couldn't I just I mean my daughter's 15 like what that I I just didn't know um how to articulate it and I just remember that there was a moment that even in all of my mourning um I never mourned without God Mm. so every time I cried he was on the tip of my tongue. He was on my lips. Mm. Um, and I just remember there was one morning. It was literally the third morning. And as I was crying and I was bawling and just like, ah, oh, I literally heard him speak some words to me. And he, you know, he said to me, um, how many times have we dealt with this? And I was like, what do you mean? And then he was just like, you know, you've, you, I, there was this, there was this, there was this. I was like, yeah, okay, I've dealt with that. And then he said to me, what did I tell you to tell those parents when their daughters came back a bit young and whatever? And I, I repeated it to him. And he said, so tell me why I would do anything different for you. And I was like, whoa. And that moment strengthened me. And I found that from that moment for that point, God healed my heart by reminding me who he is. That in the midst of whatever I'm dealing with, he is still God. And so for me, healing doesn't happen without relationship. It doesn't happen without you getting to the space where healing, (laughs) healing doesn't happen without relationship. It doesn't happen without proximity to God and who he is. And so for me, I would personally say healing begins where God is known. That's good. And and so for me, that's the first place. My healing didn't come from someone praying for me. It didn't mm. come from someone mm. sending me a scripture. That's real. It didn't come from praising because I couldn't praise. It, it came from his still small voice because of our relationship. And so for me, um, like Iman said, we got to be careful when we're sending scriptures. Sometimes I would just say to someone, just be quiet, be still and hear Holy Spirit. Because if I can't hear him, he might want to say just one word to you that reminds me he's there. So for me, um, healing definitely began with relationship. Hmm. And, um, and and yeah, that yeah, that's what that's what it began for me. I don't know about anybody else. That would be my one thing, my first thing. That's powerful. Um, Aura, how about yourself? I think sometimes healing comes with more questions than answers, and I think yeah. also that healing you have to be okay with not knowing everything. If we're that's talking awful. about faith and we're talking about trust and we're talking about getting to a place where we are in total surrender to God and 
having total faith in in his plan for our lives and in in the fact that he is good and so that means that if things are not looking like what was promised if things are not looking great you have to be okay with the fact that sometimes to be healed you will have more questions than you're going to have answers Mm. and I think when you make peace with that you're not going to know everything you don't know why I prayed for this person to be healed yet they still died I prayed for this person to have a child yet they died and they didn't have children I prayed Mm. for this you have to be okay with knowing that I'm not going to have the answers to everything mm. on this side of the earth, mm. but yet God is still good. And that's what I stand on, you know? Yeah, and for me, in order to feel, when I go through really difficult times and in order to feel healed, I, like I said, I just have to be okay with knowing that I might not have the answer, mm. but God is still good. Mm. From, a, from a theological perspective, that's mm. where the healing starts. Obviously from a practical perspective, as Iman talks about, as we've already mentioned, it's it's coming from people being in relationship with you, sitting with you in silence, not saying anything, but being present, not necessarily knowing what the right thing to do is, but taking you out to eat and things like that. So from a, from a practical perspective, that's where the healing starts. But for me, from a theological perspective, I have to be okay with having, sometimes having more questions than answers, but still knowing that God is still good. That's good. That is good. That is very good. Just to explore that a little bit deeper and a little bit more, um, Iman, how how do we get to that place of being at peace huh. when we're not going the way we want it to go? How, like, how do we accept that? You know, I pray for this and it didn't come. Like, how how do we be at peace, especially if it's things like you know, Ora mentioned, someone trying to have a baby, they die without having a baby such severe things like that, how do we actually accept being at peace? Because there might be one or two people listening thinking, yeah, I hear what you lot guys are saying, but how realistic is it? Mm-hmm. Or how, how do we actually be in a place where we can be at peace knowing that the very things that we prayed hard for, the very things we cried about for, didn't work the way we wanted it to? I think um, going back to, to Psalm 23, where um, where the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want if just even that first bit in and of itself, a shepherd looks after his sheep. And so when the psalmist is saying, I shall not want, that means that everything that the sheep needs, the shepherd gives to him. Mm. Needs, right? Shepherds don't necessarily go, okay, you know, let me just find, you know, fast food or, you know, and give it to the sheep. They give the sheep what they need to survive, what they need to live, what they need to be healthy, what they need to be whole. And so David saying that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's you have to be able to see God as a shepherd who looks after your soul. And with that, you don't lack anything as a believer and i'm not necessarily talking about the external things the materialistic things i'm talking about the things that are eternal the things that will keep you to the end the things that will ensure that this this work that god has been doing in you it doesn't go to waste but endures to the end mm. um he leads me back beside the still waters he restores my soul this that part is pivotal to the question that you answer. When you allow God to lead you, mm. when you allow him to restore your soul, your perspective changes. Yeah. It's hard for your perspective. It's hard for you 
to see any different if your perspective hasn't changed. When you when you haven't received healing from God, and I'm I'm not just talking necessarily about the external one, I'm talking about the one that starts internally first. Mm -hmm. If you don't allow God to heal the lens through which you see life, yeah. the lens through which you see him, I the lens through which you see everything that governs the world, right. then you will see from a, a broken perspective. Right. We will all see through broken lenses because where you were born is not the same as where I was born. The family right. that you're born into is different from the family I was born into. Right. The scenarios and the environments that you, you grew up or you were raised in were different to mine. We may have similar narratives, but it was all different. Mm. Who you're married to is different from who I'm married to. Like all those things are so different. It creates the lens through which we view life. If you don't allow God to minister to you one, that restore way. you too. There, there's a difference between God ministering to you yes. and God restoring you. Okay. Yeah. There's a big yeah. difference. God ministering to you could be just a word in a moment yeah. and it will help you in that moment. But yeah. restoration goes you, like you're broken, like your view on love, your yeah. view on healing, your view on the Bible, your yeah. view on church is all off. I need to restore those things. So when you allow God to minister to you and allow God to restore you, then your perspective will begin to change. And then it goes to what Ori was now saying. You will then be comfortable with the answers you don't get. God, mm -hmm. I prayed for my mom who had cancer. She gave to church. She served in church. Mm -hmm. She prayed for her leaders. She mm -hmm. did nobody any wrong and she still died. But I am comfortable not knowing the answer because I know that what you know... <laughs> is better. <laughs> I know that me not getting the answer right now on this side of eternity is best for me. Mm. You know what? Yeah. What is, what does, what does the psalmist say? David said, it's good that I was afflicted hmm. so that I could know your statutes. So I could know your ways. Like sometimes we look at suffering as a, like, don't get me. I was saying this to my guys at church the other day. I was saying, guys, I know it's something we've run away from a long time. You know, we probably hear it more in like refer reform circles, you know, maybe Baptist and whatnot. We hear this, you know, suffering, suffering, suffering. And we're like, we run away from it. And I, over the past couple years, I cannot lie to you. God has been teaching me about a lot about suffering and a lot about what we learn through suffering. Mm. and so it's like paul the apostle says it's through he says it's through many trials and tribulations that we enter the kingdom of god mm. james the apostle says in um james chapter one count it all joy when you face various trials so there's a consistent theme in the bible yes there are big w's big wins mm -hmm. but there's great moments of suffering where in that you learn. Joseph said, look what the enemy meant <laughs> for my detriment. God turned it. He used it for his good. He used it for his glory. And so in those moments when you soak in him, when you receive from him, when you receive his wisdom, when you receive his insight, when you receive his healing of your inner man, bruh, are you going to tell me your perspective ain't going to change? A hundred. And I love that. I think that that is so beautiful, that that perspective, that ability to see God the way he really is and for who he really is mm -hmm. and be able to look at our situation through his eyes. Um, I love that. I think that that is something that isn't preached enough, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
Because like, even like what you were saying, I remember, you know, me and my dad don't have a great relationship at all. And I remember like a few years ago, God had to heal me on the perspective of fathers. Mm. Because God was like, you view me the way you view him. Right. And so your mm. faith in me is wavering because you don't have faith in him. And I'm trying to teach you that I have to heal your heart. I have to restore your who you are. I have to clean out everything that was, um, t- you know, tainting your faith towards me because you had a certain perspective. And mm-hmm. so it was like, God was, God said to me, you will believe me for everybody else except yourself mm-hmm. because of how you've seen your father carry on. Like I've seen my dad for his, like the kids that he has with his wife, I've seen him bend over backwards. Like he'll do stuff, he'll get stuff, he'll do whatever. But for me, it was kind of like, so God was like, when you're approaching me, you're approaching me with a, a perspective of what a father looks like. And now I need to heal you and restore you. I have to heal your heart from the trauma, but I have to also restore the way you look at fathers and what you see a father as. Mm-hmm. And so my faith in God had to take a shift because it was kind of like, if you don't give me stuff, do you really love me? Because my right. dad give his kids stuff, which means that he loved them, but he doesn't give me stuff. So I guess he doesn't love me. And so this whole, like you were saying, Iman, this perspective had to shift and you have to get to a place where, like you guys have been saying, your who God is and how you know him mm-hmm. um, comes from a place where he's revealed, this is who I am. I'm mm. revealing myself to you so that good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, you don't move or waver in who I am. Mm. You know? That's good. That's good. That's very, very good. It's deep. Mm-hmm. It's very good. <laughs> up there, usually, Iman will give a scripture to close. <laughs> Being a guest, Adra, we're going to leave that responsibility to you. Whilst you're waiting on God to drop that big, deep scripture and give us the grace, um, Aura, any final words from yourself, Eman? Um, I didn't articulate myself properly when I was talking about remembering the things that I um that God has done in the past, and the story that I was referring to was is in Joshua, um, where God commands the Israelites to cross the Jordan River. Um, and he stopped the river. So as in they were trying to cross, God stopped the river. And similar to how we parted the Red Sea, he stopped the river and they crossed over these stones onto the promised land. And God told them to erect a memorial so that they would remember his love and remember yeah. the things he's done for them in the past. Yeah. So when I was talking about um, when you're when you're in the dark place and you... You, you need something, you look back and you remember. It's, it's a biblical concept. As Iman said, the Bible is full of suffering, but the Bible is good. Is full of, of examples of the goodness of God. Yeah. And in that moment, you look back and you remember God is still faithful just because what happened today isn't good or because you don't have the answers to this current situation. And we're living in a time where it's just like, it's bad news all the time. Mm. But... God is still good and there are still thousands and hundreds of examples of the goodness of God. When we that had a miracle baby, she was told she was never going to give birth, but God did it. As many people that are dying of cancer, there's people who have been healed. healed. There are people who have have been told, like literally they've been put on FaceTime and so say goodbye to that person. You're not going to see them again. Mm -hmm. And the next day they're still here. um, It's about, we, we need to also remember the good 
that the good things that God has done is just as good as he is, you know, he's as just as he is, he's also equally as good. Mm, And come on. So important because we've talked about some really, really heavy topics. We have. Yeah, and just to finish on a note, so that people yes. can encourage because sometimes it yes. so depressing and it's like, ah, oh, God, I didn't sign up for all of this. Sometimes we're going to you like, ah, it's enough. It's enough. You know? <laughs> and we aren't God and we don't get a choice in these things, but there's so much miracles and good things that God yes. is doing in the business of doing as well. Mm. To encourage. No, listen, sis, you are right. Be encouraged. God is good. You hear me? And and He has great and wonderful plans for you. And my thing is, I think, like you guys were saying, I think, but I think your faith has to be in the right place in the right perspective. Um, and it's in Him. And like like always saying, it's in His goodness. It's in His mercy. It's in His grace um, that our faith has to be based in. But I love that. End on a good note. <laughs> Yeah, no, what, what Ore said is is absolutely fantastic. And I um going back to my you know example of 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 David where every couple chapters this guy's always in some sort of passer. But then he's always saying that, but Lord, that but Lord, you delivered me, but Lord, you rescued rescued me. You, you you delivered me from the snail of the fowler, but you prepared a table before me in the presence. There's so many examples where the Lord comes in and he changes the narrative. And that's mm. why, you know, it's not Yoruba, but I serve Uluwa Game Changer, the Lord that changes the game. And so mm. even when you feel like you're in the worst moments, some of the greatest miracles come out of our worst moments. Mm. And, and that's something that needs that, we need to remember like Lazarus. Lazarus was dead for a couple of days, but Jesus didn't, he wasn't groveling. You know, he wasn't worried. All he said was Lazarus come forth. Like sometimes the situations that we go through, it becomes so much bigger than it actually is to God because we open our mouths to kind of glorify the problem. But always remind yourself that I serve a God who is greater than this. And even if he doesn't, he's still greater. And that's the beauty of it because look, what God wants to do in each and every one of our lives as believers, the Bible says eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, and it hasn't entered the hearts of men. So what God is going to do for you guys, trust me, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This suffering is part of the journey, but what God wants to do in you and through you, bruh, it will blow your mind. We can't, even if we put all our minds together, it wouldn't even be able to to articulate the magnitude of what God wants to do for you. So yes, be encouraged. What what God wants to do through the vehicle of faith in your life is mind-boggling. But at the same time, it's important that we ground you in the foundations of faith. Facts. Facts, facts. How do you want to give us a scripture on your final words? Oh, I love you guys. And faith in God is amazing. Um, I thank God that we are growing in faith. And I believe that, you know, God is going to show who he is to you. He's going to show himself strong in your life. 
there's like two scriptures that I'm kind of tossing but between. Um, but I'm going to give you Ephesians 1, and I'm going to read from verse 15. It's a kind of a couple of scriptures, but it says, a couple of verses, it says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus, I'm reading from an NLT version, and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he's called his holy people who are rich who are his rich and glorious inheritance i also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of god's power for us who believe him the mm. same mighty power that raised christ from the dead and mm. seated him in the place of honor at god's right hand in heavenly realms he's now far above any ruler any authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world but also in that which is the god and god has put all things under the authority of christ and made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. And I wanted to just encourage you that you are in the beloved. You are in Christ. You, your faith is based in him and what he has done. And so when that is your foundation, when that is what you follow from, there is nothing nothing that can come your way that will remove you from the father's hand and one of the things that i'm praying i'm constantly praying for every person who listens to this broadcast is that you will know the knowledge of god you will know the love of god yeah. and you will know what it means to walk by faith and timothy says paul says to timothy i have fought the good fight I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. My prayer for you is that you keep the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because it has Amen. a great recompense of reward. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hopefully next time we can do one that's a bit more fun. and like wow. Yeah, man. You can, also, you can also conference. I know... Look at your face about no conference. Pre preaching is your thing, so you know this, this was a real episode. Persuasion wow. <laughs> in God. Wow. Trust me. I am fully persuaded. <laughs> Amen. I am fully persuaded. Wow. No, thank you for, for the for the words. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. Really do appreciate it, man. Like always, let us know how your your feedback. Let us know what you think. And if you've got any stuff that you want to add or you want us to discuss regarding faith, by all means, let us know. But thanks, guys. Signing out. See ya. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>